Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am very well, although today's calamity involved me herding not just sheep, but dogs as well. On my run, minding my own business, thank you very much, listening to an audiobook. And I came across several sheep that were in the road and that they were not supposed to be. And there was no farmer there guiding them or anything like that. No, no, no. They were just on their own, causing trouble. And uh, so I had to herd them back. And the trouble with sheep is, I'm sure you know this, but as you approach them, they get scared. Well, they certainly do (laughs) when it's me coming across them. They get scared and bolt in the opposite direction. And they always bolt in the direction I do not want them to go. So I'm trying to sort of tiptoe round them so they don't sort of sense that I'm there. I am the sheep whisperer. And then try and convince them to go back in because there's only, there's a very long road and there's only one little hole in the hedge that they can get through. And yet they're going all up this road where there are cars coming and could hurt them so I am trying to look after them so anyway managed to do that eventually then started running again about a minute later there was a dog with a frisbee the dog was looking quite sort of spaced out where am I turned out it was the dog of a local public house um so found that the gate had been left open there got the dog back in oh my goodness I am waiting for my award to come through I haven't heard anything yet, but you never know. So that's my news. Um, What's happening with you? You you can contact me in all the usual ways, Instagram, Twitter, Outlook, and you can contact me at the Facebook group. So just go to Facebook, come and join us, type in QuickBook Reviews podcast, and you'll find us straight away. It'd be great to have you there. So on Instagram, I just posted this question. Uh, I just posted, uh, about to record a podcast, Ask me some questions and uh, quite a few, quite a few questions to deal with. Um, so today I'm just going to do the first five, just in the order that they, they came across. So the first question is from Thomas. Do you still walk and read? I've tried it and can't manage. <laughs> Yes. So uh, for those of you that don't know what what this is about, usually I can uh, walk the dog and read a book at the same time. Now, I would stress that I can only do it on one particular route. I've walked a lot and it's very simple, but it's having the ability to sort of read the book, obviously check the dog's okay, but also multitasking, take in the, the road around you so that you're not going to break your ankle 
fall off the pavement. I don't know, anything like that. So uh, that works really well. And if uh, there's a book that I need to get into, but I'm struggling a bit, uh, Reading Dog Walk does the job um, because I can get on. It's amazing how many pages you can get through on a Reading Dog Walk. Maybe I should brand that, get T-shirts printed. Anyway, amazing the amount of pages you can get through and it works really well. However, you are right to ask the question, Thomas. My answer is not at the moment, because with this pandemic that we're going through, I cannot focus on a book. My eyes are scanning everywhere around me for people that don't realise it is a pandemic. So I'm scanning pavements, roads, everything. I'm crossing the road. Nobody else seems to cross the road. Everyone just carries on. Um, but yeah, I'm crossing I'm crossing the road so much. I'm getting way more miles in, even going the same route because I'm zigzagging everywhere. But anyway, yes, so I cannot read at this point. Once we get the vaccine, uh, whenever that happens, whichever year, um, then the next day you will see me doing reading walks again. So there we go. Good question, Thomas. Um, next question is Hannah. Have you ever given an audiobook a 10 out of 10 score? Oh, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. No, no, I haven't. I've given them nines. I've given some nine and a half. So I've never given them a 10. This is interest. This is a revelation, Hannah. Uh, I need to think about this. I wonder if it's a bit like Kindles and other e-readers that I... I, I give very low scores, actually, for books that I read on, on e-books, uh, on e-readers, because I just don't enjoy them as much. So I have given high scores to audiobooks. Either I'm not choosing 10 out of 10 books to listen to, and I don't suppose I would. If I knew it was going to be a cracker, I'd want to read it. I'd want to have it in my hand, turn the pages, sniff the pages, feel the cover. Yeah, I no, that sounds very odd, doesn't it? But anyway, never mind. That's what that's what we're dealing with today, people. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, so the next question is, Marie, uh, what are you reading now? Well, at the moment, I am reading the next in the LJ Ross series. I uh, read one last week. You'll have heard me mention it. And now I'm reading Seven Bridges because it looks like Louise LJ Ross is coming on next week's show. And I'm really keen to find out what happens next. So I just had to keep going. Uh, so that's what I'm reading at the moment, Marie. And it's great as always. Um, Next question is from Jamie. Love the book box opening. Can we have more? Jamie, I don't know why, but you are not on your own. This seems to be a thing. And I can confirm that within a few minutes, there will be another book box opening. And I will talk a bit more about what those are shortly. So, yes, Jamie, your dreams are answered and mine because I do enjoy them as well. Uh, so the last question I'll, I'll answer today is from Adrian. If you still have books to read, why buy more? Oh, Adrian. Oh, no, you, you, you're not my friend anymore, whoever you are. No, um, you can't ask me a question like that. If you still have books to read, why buy more? Because, because every week there, there are more books published by authors who you already admire and want to read more of, by new authors that you want to support, by books that sound incredible, by stories that take you on journeys, by mysteries to solve, crimes to happen, twists and turns, thrillers to go. Oh, yes. Um, I, 
you yes i i i am speechless and <laughs> that doesn't happen it's a good question and actually i wonder if it was adrian who put that in or my husband who is not called adrian so yes who knows in fact it did it did make me laugh cause i saw on twitter the other day someone said the worst thing about lockdown is my husband has realized how many books i get delivered every week yes I'm with you there, definitely. No, no, I'll I'll greet the postman. I'll I'll sort the post out today. Don't worry. Anyway, there we are. So, brilliant questions. Thanks, everyone. Uh, really appreciate your support. So, before I come on to some books, and I I have some amazing books. In fact, I'll tell you what the books are, and then I'll get onto the book box. I'm just going to throw those in there for you for you to be on the edge of your seat about. So, I'm going to be reviewing The Other Passenger by Louise Candlish. Wow. The Black Flamingo by Dean Atter. Wow. And Six Years by Harlan Coburn. Wow. So got some really good ones. And that's why there's only a few this week because they're they're just so good. Um, but anyway, let's get on to the book box. So um, I'm sure you know what they are and you've heard me open them before. But just bear with me uh, just to explain if you don't. So these are uh, subscription boxes that you can choose to receive normally they're every month uh, there's a lot of them available in the US uh, so if you're listening to this from the US there are a lot more box boxes to choose from in the UK there's not as much selection but there's still some and I'm trialing a few I did uh, books that matter a couple of weeks ago that was great and this one that I've I've featured before but I haven't um, had a delivery from them from a while for a while this is the book box club Typically, they're sort of YA fantasy books, um, can be different genres as well, but YA. And they've got this lovely green box that arrives every month. And I, I just noticed what it says, a subscription box and secret society for book geeks. Love it. So what you get is a book, one book usually, and then some lovely extras. So I'm going to open it for you. Uh, live. I'll put some photos obviously on the old Twitter and Instagram and uh, and I'll try and describe it as best I can. So you open the box up and it's always got the first thing is like a big postcard that lists everything that you've got in the box and gives you more information about maybe the author or who made the item and why it's included. In every month there's also a theme and the theme this month is magical talent which sounds very intriguing. Um, next, there is an envelope with my name written on it. It would be weird if there was somebody else's name written on it, but no, my name is handwritten on it. And it says, open me last. And usually what that is, is a, well, it says on this as well, clubhouse invite. So um, later on, I think it's normally a few weeks later, you get some uh, a special password and you can go online uh, into the clubhouse for the Book Box Club and you get to hear the author, ask some questions. And it's just a great way of continuing your involvement with the book and the club as well. So laid on top, you've got this beautiful uh, little torn up bits of lovely green paper. But on the very top, there is a book with silver string and wrapped up in this lovely uh, sort of green and orange paper. So I'm going to rip it now. My mother would hate it. She always likes to save wrapping paper and iron it. But here we go. There, can you hear that? Oh, it's a red book. I can confirm that. It's a red book and it is called Splinters of Scarlet. 
by Emily Bain Murphy. The truth is a thread only her magic can unravel. Let's read a bit more about this. Uh, Marit vowed never to use magic again. Its force can be fatal. But when her best friend Eve is adopted by a legendary former dancer, Marit draws upon her powers to secure a job with the wealthy family so she can watch over her. But Marit has another secret motivation. Her father died while working in the family's mines and she has reason to believe he was murdered. Among the glittering surfaces and intrigues of her new life in Copenhagen, Marit begins to investigate her father's death. But every step closer to the truth, brings more danger and soon she is caught in a deception that goes all the way up to the king. Magic may be the only thing that can save her if it doesn't kill her first. Well, this sort of book is not the normal thing that I would read, but I'm going to be reading this. It's got some beautiful sort of lace work um, on the front. Uh, it's got splinters of scarlet sort of embroidered in pair of embroidered ballet shoes and it just looks it just sounds really different and really interesting and compelling um yeah and it sounds the first page looks good already so i'm now going to go it's like a lucky dip and see what other goodies there are oh what's this so the first thing is a water bottle um absolutely gorgeous water bottle and let me find the information that tells you a little bit more about this so this is Magic bottled water flask with artwork by Girl and Type. Fill this exclusive magical water bottle with pure water or cordial if you're feeling posh. Sip demurely and await the magic of hydration. So it's in red to match the book. Um, it's got some beautiful sort of jars with different things in. A lovely silver cap. It's got a, a, a handle so you can walk around with it, which is very helpful because when you're going on a walk just holding the bottle in your hand but you can just put that round your wrist um just lovely really really like that oh and it's dishwasher friendly thank you very much so that's great i'm loving that but there's more there's more <gasps> now there's a little there's like a little jewelry pouch or i don't know it's like a white pouch with lisa angel on the front shall i open it shall i open it and see what's inside Oh, this is like Christmas, isn't it? I absolutely love these so much. Even if the books weren't your thing, but that one really is, I still would recommend them because it's just so much fun. So here we go. Lisa, take care. I'm plated in sterling silver. Oh, wow, it's a ring. It's an absolutely beautiful ring. So let me tell you about this it's an adjustable ring a ring with a dark red gemstone is at the center of the splinters of scarlet mystery book now you can flaunt your very own cruelty free style ring that is that is lovely and because it relates to the book as well oh my goodness people this is what we need this is just glorious so we've got the water bottle got the ring we've got uh, a, a little oh, a notepad book, lovely, entitled Herbs, Flowers and Magical Specimens. So that you've got a little notebook that you can just uh, take, take around with you. And it says, uh, ready to brush up on your knowledge of all things magical. We've created this exclusive set of notebooks to help you keep your studies in order. Whether you're mastering in potions or dinner recipes, herbology or garden planning, spell books or just books, we've got the notebook for you. Oh, and there are actually another two of these. 
all with slightly different designs. They've got the red from the book and, and that's the theme going throughout, um, but all slightly different sort of water style covers. They're very nice small notepads that easily fit into a handbag, which is great. Three of them, love that. Um, and, and there's more, there's more, there's more. So what's this one? So this is a little postcard, which is sort of advertising another book. And uh, it's advertising the the boundle, the boundless. I can't even read it properly. The boundless by Anna Bright and the beholder by Anna Bright. So two YA books sparkles with beauty and intrigue. There we go. Love that. Um, the little sort of bookmark shaped one advertising Good Girls Die First by Catherine Foxfield. Um, so those are some books to look up. It's just great to get you thinking about other reads. Now, there's still two more items. So let's go. So this is a bookmark, but it's got a beautiful, a lovely hand drawn sort of picture of a girl. Oh, let's have a look. A Moana magnetic bookmark. <gasps> Channel Disney's water wielding heroine. And use your magical talents to return the heart of the goddess to your island or to mark your place in your book. An equally heroic act. Oh, it's lovely. And it's got the little pig that's, uh, that's her fr Moana's friend there. So that's lovely. And I do like a magnetic bookmark because sometimes I put bookmarks in and they just fall out. Whereas this one seals the deal, keeps it there. And that's got some um, of the picture. There's a lovely uh, amount of red in which ties the theme. Oh, very good. Very on brand today. And there's one more thing, which is a little pot. Oh, my goodness. Right, people, this is called, are you ready for this? A Golden Alethiometer Lip Balm by Mad About Nature. We've tracked down one of the original alethiometers from Philip Pullman's Dark Materials Trilogy and unearthed a surprising secret. It's actually a sweet orange scented lip balm. So let's, it's a silver tin. And it's got on the on the top circle, which makes it look a bit like an alethiometer. So let's have a little sniff. Oh, that's lovely. It's very mild orange. So if you're someone who doesn't want something too chemical, it's not chemically at all. It's just a very nice lip balm. Let's put a bit of that on. Oh, that's lovely. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't like book box openings. Um, there won't be one for a few weeks now. There's another one due um, from a company called Illumicrate, uh, but their shipping has been held up with uh, obviously all that's going on in the world. Um, so when that comes, I will open that one. But I think this is an incredible box. So just to go through it, we got the book Splinters of Scarlet by Emily Bain Murphy. We've got the clubhouse invite so that I can uh, join Emily and the, and the club and talk about the book and ask questions. Um, there's the uh, the ring, the water flask, the magnetic bookmark, the lip balm, the notebooks um, and some of the postcards and bookish extras. So I I think that's absolutely, absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, there we go. So that's the bookboxclub.com. Oh, and I believe if you put in the code quick five. Uh, you should get 5% off your first order um, and you can start and stop it. I mean, I get nothing from it, so don't think I'm advertising this in some salesy way, but you can start and stop it. So if you want to give it a try and then not, not sure, um, it's very flexible and you get told when the box has been dispatched. You get a code so you can track it and uh, then you know when it's going to arrive, which is great. So that's very exciting. And now 
Let's talk books. Let's talk the books that I have recently read and what I think of them. So we're going to first discuss The Other Passenger by Louise Candlish. It's out in hardback, um, out very re published very recently. And uh, it's about um, a person called Kit. Let me read you the blurb so you, you get the idea of it. It all happens so quickly. One day you're living the dream, commuting to work by river bus with your charismatic neighbour Kit in the seat beside you. The next, Kit hasn't turned up for the boat and his wife Melia has reported him missing. When you get off at your stop, the police are waiting. Another passenger saw you and Kit arguing on the boat home the night before and the police say that you had a reason to want him dead. You protest. You and Kit are friends. Ask Melia. She'll vouch for you. And who exactly is this other passenger pointing the finger? What do they know about your lives? No, whatever danger followed you home last night, you are innocent. Totally innocent. Aren't you? What can I say? I love this book. It's very different because from the, I don't know why, but the look on the cover, I just got it in my mind that the passenger was on a train, even though I know it says uh, it was on a, a river bus. But this, it's a very different concept being on a boat. When you're on a boat, you're sort of away from it all. Uh, and yet terrible things can happen and, and you don't know what. And with this book, one minute you think you know exactly what's gone on and then it's ripped under, from under you and you go on to the next thing and think, oh, no, this is what it is. No, you, you just can't work it out. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a different sort of thriller. Um, quite refreshing. I just didn't know who to trust. I wanted to finish the book to find out. I was sad when I finished it. Um, uh, a thoroughly sort of enjoyable if you can enjoy people's you know unfortunate demise um, a good read it, it it was a really good read I thought it was very well written um, and uh, what a really good book top score for me uh, and that was The Other Passenger by Louise Candlish definitely worth reading if you're into thrillers or if you quite like the idea of trying a thriller obviously the book um, I unwrap for the book box club is YA uh, this book is not YA at all this is um, for sort of adult fiction uh, but it's great really good keep you guessing keep you turning the pages and I'm looking forward to interviewing Louise a little bit later on today let's go on to a very different book complete gear chain and that is The Black Flamingo by Dean Atter oh I love this book it's it's YA but is it it's just a book everyone needs to read it's wonderful okay the blurb is this this is not about being ready not even about being fierce or fearless. It's about being free. Michael waits in the stage wings, wearing a pink wig, pink fluffy coat and black heels. One more step will see him illuminated by spotlight. He has been on a journey of bravery to get here and he is almost ready to show himself to the world in bold colours. Can he emerge as the black flamingo? What is this book about? This book is about a boy, Michael, who is going through school, going through questions about his identity, um, where he belongs in the world of different cultures and different beliefs and different groups to belong to, who he is, what he is, what will he be? It, it's a sort of a coming of age. It's written in verse form, which I love. You know, if you've followed this podcast for a while you know I love that oh and um Sarah Crossan's 
verse book will be out soon um which is going to be it's going to be first but it's her first adult first book so that's going to be interesting anyway back to the wonderful dean atter who's written black flamingo um, so it's first also if you like books that have different media in it as well it's great because there's some verse there's some poems and there's some text messages different sort of whatsapp messages it's just lovely it's um it's easy to read, but it's something that will stay with you that I'm not letting go of, of this copy. And I'm not going to read it out, but there is a poem on page 305 when you get it, if you get this book. I shouldn't say when you get it, if you get it, that's entitled I Want to Be Fierce. And it's a poem that I found really significant and I want to get that printed and framed because I just think it's something that I need I need to read this poem every day and I would really commend it so it it's just it's um a lovely wonderful heartwarming sad difficult to read but wonderful to read book about a boy and his his life and where he is and, and what he might become um it doesn't present the whole solution but you're just sort of with him on the journey and it's a very open and honest book man dean atta can write it's uh wonderful um certainly as it's you know ya i think uh every um young adult uh should be reading this but i think every adult should be too because whether you are young or not there are um people going through identity crisis decisions thoughts questions and we could all help each other so i really really commend that book just beautiful so that's the black flamingo by dean atta and the last book because we've got to talk to louise as well which is very very exciting but the last book to talk to you about today is harlan coben's six years a life built on lies a truth that could kill so here we go here's the blurb Six years ago, Jake watched Natalie marry another man. Six years ago, he made a promise to stay away. But now, Natalie's husband has been murdered and Jake decides that six years is long enough. At the dead man's funeral, Jake hopes for a glimpse of the love of his life. But it's as though Natalie never existed. Jake finds a different grieving widow in her place and a deadly secret that threatens to destroy him. Wow, I love this book. I mean, you do have to suspend disbelief. You do just have to say, well, that I might not have done that because that's just going to create more problems. But, you know, that's kind of a thriller like this. It is a page turner. You can't believe that things can get even worse as you go along. Um, it's got twists and turns. I mean, in some ways it's straightforward, but it is it's relentless. You you almost feel tired from from reading it. Uh, I listened to a bit of the audio book and that sounded really good as well. So if you're an audio book person, then I think it'd be worth listening to that. I mean, are there any books that Harlan Coben hasn't written? He's written so many, um, but they're good. They deliver. And I did get a, a, a group of them once. Um, I think about six or seven of his books were delivered in one set. So I do need to get round to reading more of those. Um, and they're lovely colours as well for my bookshelves. Very good. I was thinking, actually, looking back, how um, quite a few books that have been published for some years are sort of more, most of them are more dull in cover and colour. 
Whereas recently, I'm finding that there are a lot more vibrant, a lot more use of different bright colours. And that's why sad people like me can have uh, rainbow organised bookshelves if we want. But that's that's very good. Um, but don't buy the book just because of the colour. No, no, no. Buy the book if you want something fast paced thriller. Keep turning. Um, if you like sort of Simon Koenig books, um, John Mars, all different ones. That it's, These are great. Um, Linwood Barclay, all sorts. The, these are just uh, great books. And this one, it's a standalone. Um, so you don't need to worry about committing yourself to a series. He's just written a lot of different ones. Um, but it's standalone and uh, is really good. Thoroughly recommend it. I've been waffling enough. We've had the book box opening. We've had three books. Now let's talk to Louise. Hi, Louise. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. You're very um, welcome. So we're talking about The Other Passenger, which I absolutely loved. I thought it was an incredible book. Uh, are you very proud of it? Thank you so much. I am actually. I, um, I do feel like it is my best book because I, um, I, I achieved what I set out to achieve. And I think it's, you know, it's very, very small cast of characters. And I think that kind of helps keep it quite tight and pacey. And so I think that, you know, when I'm writing, I've often got so many things that I want to do. You know, there might be some social commentary. I might be trying something structurally. And, um, you know, there's often a hell of a lot that, you know, that's going on in one of my novels. Mm -hmm. And this one feels quite streamlined for me. And so I do feel very proud of it. And, and, and you know, the feedback has been fantastic, which, you know, is wonderful. I, mean, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it, if you can say you enjoy reading a book like that. I enjoyed it as in, I knew this was a good book. You know, you, my time wasn't going to be wasted. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so many books around. Straight away, I was just drawn in and turning the pages. And then when you finished it, you, you know, you're sad that, you, that it's ended, but you're glad to have found out what, what happens. Did you enjoy writing it? I did, yeah. I really enjoyed writing it. And I don't always say that because I'm a great... Um, I'm, my, my great sort of um, pleasure is ideas. So I'm, I'm really good at ideas and I often have ideas for new projects and I do find it harder to actually knuckle down and finish a project. <laughs> so I don't always answer that question with a resounding yes. But with this book, I did, I really, really enjoyed writing it. It was, um, it was just exhilarating because I found the characters really fascinating and um, I felt like the, the voice was sort of, um, I nailed it quite quickly, which doesn't always happen. And so it just felt fluent and smooth. And so I would imagine that, um, you know, there is a part of that that comes through in the, in the finished product, because you can polish and hone a book that's been a bit more problematic to write. But there is something special about one that just feels very, very effortless. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I, I did enjoy writing it very oh, much. Wonderful. And there, there were so many twists and turns. Was that always your intention for it to, to keep you guessing the whole time? Yes. I mean, I, I try and plan books as much as I can because I've learned with um, a crime thriller book, you can waste a lot of time if you allow yourself to make it up as you go along. Um, or that certainly for me, I would waste a lot of time and I would end up having to cut out, you know, whole sub 
plots or you know several chapters so to keep it efficient i try and plan it in advance and so part of that planning is to um to know what my revelations are going to be and to know the order in which they're going to come um i mean it's fairly loose planning but there you know none of the twists or revelations that occur in this book just happened you know in a a moment of inspiration I I knew about them all in advance but what I don't tend to know is um, which is going to be the big one or which is going to be the one that people enjoy the most Um, so um, so that that's interesting to discover because people are talking to me about some you know some of the revelations that I thought were mini revelations um yeah but you know but they find they find the most surprising so it's really exciting when um you start to to interpret your own book um through the eyes of the reader because Mm -hmm. it does it does start to belong to to other people once you've once you've published it and um so it's lovely when other people start to tell me what works um less lovely when when you hear what doesn't work (laughs) i'm sure yes nobody said that one And I love the use of a boat, a, a river bus. It's again so different and really helped the the sense of place in, in, in the book. Was that there from the from the get go with this? Yes, absolutely, because um I had I had wanted for a few years to write a commuter-based story because I'm really fascinated by commuter relationships, which you know now we're viewing with slight nostalgia. Yeah. But they will return to our <laughs> lives. I love the idea that you have these friendships that last half an hour or 45 minutes in the morning and then possibly in the evening as well. And um, you know, potentially you don't even go to the other person's house ever. You it's just mm-hmm. a self-contained relationship. Um, so I had really wanted to use that um in a in a story but because the girl on the train was so huge and you know so enduring i felt that i couldn't really do a train based plot without it feeling a little bit like chasing a trend and i really like to try and be original or just to come at come at familiar themes from a new angle it's really important to me to Mm -hmm. feel like i'm i'm you know really trying to stretch myself and offer something new um, so it was kind of on the back burner. And then one day I was going to the O2 um, and the, the tube was down for some reason. And so the quickest way turned out to be, you know, the Thames Clippers, which they've uh-huh. literally in the last couple of weeks, they've rebranded themselves as Uber Boats, I think. So they've got this uh-huh. new, new branding partnership. <gasps> oh, right. But they were Thames Clippers, that was what they were called. And, um, and I was sitting there and, you know, really enjoying myself because they're very luxurious. You have a lovely kind of airline seat and there's a bar where you can get a G&T. And of course, you've got, you know, all of the London iconic buildings sailing by. And, um, and I thought, oh, my God, this is the most perfect setting for yeah. my commuter thriller. Um, and, you know, so I went up and down um, this particular stretch, which was the West End down towards Greenwich and Woolwich. So um, eastbound, mm-hmm. um, the boats do also go in the other direction down to Putney in the West. And, um, and it just all fell into place very easily because I didn't have to invent or contrive any kind of mood. It's all there. It's so cinematic and um you know you can you do feel very detached from the city when you're on this mm. boat you know you're you're much lower 
and you know the river's very um it's sort of quite romantic but also very dangerous you know that you know if you fall in you won't survive or fall into the Thames Mm. um and so it was just all there naturally and all I had to do was kind of channel it into the into the story so it was a really fabulous moment to to um you know to have just casually strolled onto a boat and then realized that I had a and potentially amazing setting. Yes, and then you've got these wonderful characters as well, very strong characters. Did they come to you as a group en masse or did they come to you sort of one by one? Well, they came to, first of all, um, Jamie and Melia came because I was really inspired by the movie Double Indemnity, the classic old noir movie ah, that yes. um, pops up constantly in, <laughs> um, in popular culture even now. And in it, um, Barbara Stanwyck plays, um, you know, sort of bored housewife, femme fatale type, mm. who seduces um, um, uh, Walt, who's a, an insurance salesman. And, and I really wanted that kind of relationship at the heart of the book. But I always like to complicate things and add <laughs> different layers of themes. And so I put them both into couples and I created a generational gap between them as well. So Amelia is 29 and Jamie is, I think, about 48. So it's Gen X and, um, and millennials. They've each got their their partners who bring you know their own interesting personalities into the mix, Indeed. and they yes, and they start by being you know all very happy with this intergenerational double dating that they're doing, but very quickly things turn sour and toxic, mm-hmm. and um, so yes, so the two central characters of Jamie and Amelia came first, but in the end, I think um, Claire, Jamie's partner, and yeah. Kit who is Melia's husband, who goes missing right at the beginning of the book, um, they became just as important. Wonderful. And uh, it's almost 400 pages. How long does it take to to write an epic like that? (laughs) Um, Yes, I I don't mind. It takes about, um, it takes me about a year from start to finish, and that would include all of the edits. And some of my books might go back and forth with my editor, an agent you know sort of five or six times and so mm. you need a fair bit of time um, in the schedule to allow pe- people time to keep reading these new drafts mm. but this one probably only had two or three drafts um, but yes probably about a year from start to finish but writing the first draft probably takes me about six months I would say but I'm never really happy with the first draft I'm one of those writers who expects to improve it with the collaboration of um, of the team, yeah. and you know, I'm very lucky to have had some great suggestions from the team, including the epilogue of the book. Just this little scene right at the end oh. that um, I think is really just a fabulous kind of little twist. Yeah, that wasn't my idea. That was suggested by the team at Simon and Schuster, and so you know, that that's an example of how lucky writers are to have these great ideas you know yeah. kind of offered to us and we take the credit and, <laughs> um, and you know it could be you know sometimes that you know it could be a huge twist that has been suggested by an editor or agent and um, you know we make it work and um, and and it's you know so that is a big part of the process for me um, so so you know writing the first draft probably doesn't take that long um but you know completing the finished draft um you know there'll Mm. be another few months yes I mean 
you you are an accomplished author I'm not just saying this but you know you have you must have a library of your your own books because you've written <laughs> so many is there a is there a pressure to keep coming up with a story or is that is that what you do is that is that your thing and it isn't a pressure it's it's just a, a delight to do it well I mean it's it, it's both it's it is a pressure because um you know, the sort of, you're only as good as your last book. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to have dips in quality. Um, I'd rather almost go off, go off in a new direction and try something new and challenging um, to keep things fresh rather than repeat a hugely successful formula. Mm. Um, and so, so there is pressure, but I think I put it on myself. Um, and, you know, of course you're, you're contracted to produce a certain kind of work and, you, you know, we're well paid. And, you know, I really want to do my best and um, and readers in crime thrillers. I mean, all readers are, um, you know, intelligent and, and you know, expectant of a, a good yes. book. But in this particular genre, it's a very, very crowded and high quality um, part of the, the marketplace. And so um, if, if I felt that I was producing something subpar, I would soon know about it. And I just don't think I could sort of bear to, um, to know that I'd let readers down or that, you know, word was going around that, you know, I've lost my touch. Oh, no. I really, really try um, to, to do my best work. But, you know, even within the context of that, I still have books I think are better than others. Um, and, you know, I'm hugely grateful for the, for the you know, the the loyal readers who've read everything I've written you know, right from the beginning. My first book was, you know, marketed as a romantic comedy. I saw it as a kind of darkly comic stalker story, but you know, it's worlds away from the other passengers. Yeah. And yet there are people who have followed me, you know, over the last almost 20 years and read everything and, um, you know, kind of allowed me to grow as a, as a yeah. writer. That's wonderful. So finally, uh, you're probably going to hate me for asking it, but what, what's next? Ah, can you well, say? Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I do. I hope to have a, a new release next year. Um, and at the moment, it has the working title of The Heights, and it's mm. um, it has some elements in common with the other passenger in that there is a sort of part of the setting is on the river. Um, one of the characters lives in Shad Thames, which is the little the little district in the shadow of Tower Bridge. Uh, but this one, I would say, is more of a um, a family revenge story. Um, so where, where the other passenger was, you know, absolutely a child free zone. Yes. None of the <sighs> children had any, you know, particular desire to be parents. And it was, you know, the family concerns that I was, um, talking about in our house and those people were, yeah. you know, were absolutely gone. And so I've returned a little bit to this kind of suburban family, um, setting for the new book but as a revenge story it's it's a new one for me so and and the structure is slightly different as well oh, so um i have to deliver that quite soon and there's still an awful lot to do uh, but that's so, where i'm at so we better stop immediately <laughs> well louise thank you so much i really enjoyed the other passenger and uh, look forward to seeing the next book the heights next year thank you thank you so much thank you for inviting me on wasn't that brilliant thank you louise for your time it's just great to talk to her and hear, hear about her book so the books we've covered obviously louise candlish the other passenger the black flamingo by dean atter and then finally six years by harlan coben 
and of course the uh, book box club which is available in the uk um, i think they ship overseas as well but just check shipping charges with that if you put in quick five as a discount code you should get five percent off your first delivery um and uh, that that's wonderful thoroughly enjoyed that as i say it's like christmas for me all these different things you never know what you're going to get different book different goodies every every month and a lovely surprise to have waiting for you so there we go that's everything next year next year why am i saying next year next week Next week, I've got some wonderful books to talk to you about, a wonderful um, author to interview, more treats and discussions, all sorts happening. So I can't wait to talk to you then. Uh, but in the meantime, look after yourselves and I'll speak to you again very soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one ever. See you again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.